shit, episode four, Friends Forever podcast, coming to you on Oscar night, Sunday night. Anything to add, Ari? It is, it is Oscar night, and uh, I totally forgot about that, and quite frankly, I don't really give a shit, but... Oh, man, you mean I'm the only one sitting here in a tux right now? Shit. Sam, what are you actually wearing? Let, let the world know, I am wearing this Game of Thrones shirt that I have, that has, like, all the sigils, it's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. And a pair of jeans. It's a nice visual for right, me. Do you want to? Do you want to uh, let the public know what you got going on? Yeah, uh, I'm rocking a t-shirt from Kiva's Bagels from Toronto. Um, dude, shut up. Yeah, dude. I want that. It says Bagel Power on it. It was a gift to me, one of the sweetest birthday gifts I've ever received uh, this year from uh, from Rachel Murad. So shout outs to her for giving me one of the best birthday gifts I've ever received. Dude, I am so jealous of that t-shirt right now. We actually haven't spoken. I mean, we spoke when you first got back, but in yep. general, we haven't talked in a while because you've been away. I have where, been away. Where have you been, Ari? Tell us. Um, I was on this crazy mega trip uh, for about two and a half weeks to Israel, uh, Nepal, and Istanbul, Turkey um, for two weddings. I had back-to-back weddings. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. That's that's really the reaction? I get, Yeah, I guess that is. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. But, uh, but yeah, it, it was good. It was an awesome trip. I was so happy that I went. I got to celebrate my birthday in Israel, which is pretty sick. Um, shout out to Sam for not wishing me a happy birthday uh, while I, I was out there. I texted you. No, you didn't. I texted you. There was no response. Sure, sure, so sure. So I was like, oh, shit. His phone isn't even working, so I'll just wait until he gets back. Yeah, my phone was working fine. But that's neither here nor there. Um, <laughs> you didn't wish so me. So you must have got my text then. No, I didn't get a happy birthday message from you. But that's not did you get any message? Oh yeah, I got tons of messages, but not from Sammy. No, any message from me that didn't say happy birthday but said something else. I don't know. Let's go back. Let's take a look. Let's let's take a look at the records. We can do this. We're doing this live. Uh, no, I got a message from you on. Oh, you know what? Here you go. I got a message from you on. This is like this is forensics. We're now we're doing text message forensics. I got a message from you on February fifth. At uh, 12.03 p.m. saying, bro, have a solid trip. Give my best to Michelle. Uh, February 5th means that I was already on my trip in Israel when I received that message. And the next message that I got was on February 21st when I got back saying, Ilzil, welcome back. I want to hear about your trip. Which I appreciate. So so let me be clear. I sent you that message when you were on your trip and received no response. So I didn't think that you were getting messages. So I didn't proceed to send you another message. Because I didn't get a response. That actually proves exactly what I was saying. This is interesting. And I will... I will go with it. Let it be known <laughs> that, Michelle, I wish I wished you uh, all the best on your wedding. As well. Uh, Alright. Alright. Let it be known. Um, but yeah, no, I, I was on that trip. Um, it was a lot of fun. It was a really good time. I was... I was really happy to be on the trip, and I had an awesome time. And I was equally as happy to be coming back and be back in town. Uh, and I honestly, this is going to sound cheesy, but I really missed recording these, uh, these podcasts. I've been having a really good time doing it over the past couple of weeks. Oh man. Uh, I don't think that's cheesy at all. I want to echo those sentiments and, oh, but you um, couldn't echo a birthday wish for me just to be clear. (laughs) 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 Sorry. What are we echoing? I'm actually, I'm speechless. I don't know what to say. Yeah. Good. As you should be. Um, Other I'm going to, s- uh, if you would have answered my text, you know, maybe you would have got a message. <laughs> okay. 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 Fine. We're both, we're both bad. We're both bad. All right. But um, dude, of course, you know, 
happy birthday and thank you i am glad you had a good time on your trip i appreciate so it. glad that um although we have talked a bit about it i'd love to do a quick little highlight low light or highlights oh. low lights this is very uh drama class uh in ninth grade we used to do highlights low lights to kick off i think every single class is that right Absolutely. With the one, the only, Renee slash Rini. Um, highlights, lowlights. Uh, highlight, oh, both of those are very easy. Um, my highlight would definitely be paragliding in Nepal, which is one of the most unreal experiences I've ever had. Um, I'm not great with heights. I'm not, like, awful with heights, but I'm not, like, the best with heights, just in general. Um, and... You know, basically what paragliding is, is, well, in my case, you know, basically what paragliding is, is you jump off of a tall structure. In this case, it was a mountain uh, with a parachute strapped onto you. Now, in my case, um, I was merely cargo for another man who gently spooned me as we together floated down uh, off a mountain uh, to uh, sort of the uh, valley of Pokhara, Nepal. Um, but it was still an unreal experience, uh, going there. And so, yeah, I'm not great with heights and, you know, going up this mountain, you're like kind of looking, looking, looking as you're getting higher and higher and higher. And you're like, oh shit, man, this is like, this is happening. But here's the crazy thing. And this isn't me being like macho. This is just me being legitimately surprised at no point during the actual paragliding experience, including jumping off. Was I at all fearful or scared? It was just such a peaceful, relaxing uh, almost, dare I say, spiritual experience. It was, like, really, really cool. Wow. Um, that sounds really nice. And why do you think that is? Did you just, you had confidence in the guy that you're going with, or it was just, like, a really nice day? What, you're like, saying, why, why, did, why didn't I feel scared? Why do you think, I mean, you're, you're describing it as very peaceful, very natural. Yeah, it is. Paint, paint you're me like, a picture here so you're, for someone uh, who has not been to Nepal. Sure. I mean, so Nepal is a very mountainous uh, country. You know, the, you know, Mount Everest, first of all, is there. Um, I, heard, I think I heard of that one. The, the Himalayan mountains are there. Um, and so you're there, like the, the scenery is absolutely beautiful. You know, there's mountains all around you. You're going up this mountain and below you, there's a big lake. Um, and so you know that you're paragliding from the top of this mountain to this lake. And so it's just, again, a really relaxing experience um and you kind of jump off but what ends up happening is you catch and i didn't know this maybe it's maybe this is like common knowledge but you catch basically what's called a thermal and this thermal i guess it's like a high pressure low pressure kind of deal but mm -hmm. it actually causes you to float upward so you actually go above this mountain which is just such like a crazy experience when you think about it you're like in on a parachute uh floating upwards on top of a mountain um, so it's a really surreal experience and there's like other people obviously paragliding near you and there's also birds flying around, which is to be fair, like a little bit scary. Um, uh, it was pretty cool, but the, man. but the birds are all around and like you're, you're floating like a bird and you're kind of doing just like this really slow kind of like spin upwards just to catch additional air. And then slowly you float downwards and you kind of like course correct and stuff like that. But it's like such a serene quiet experience uh the guide the guy that i was with at some point like sort of asked me like hey man are, are you all right and i'm like yeah no i'm fine i'm having a great time why he's like well you're just being really quiet i'm like honestly man i'm just really enjoying myself this is such a peaceful 
relaxing experience. He's like, yeah, I totally get that. You know, most people get a little bit scared and they, they kind of become chatty as a result. Um, but it really is this like cool, uh, peaceful experience. So definitely a highlight. It's um, great, man. And I feel like what you just described, by the way, about being nervous and getting like overly chatty would be me like for sure. <laughs> Honestly, I mean, like I've known you for a long time, obviously, Sam. I feel like you would love this. I feel like you would. You also wouldn't be scared at all. I feel like you would just really enjoy the experience. Wow. You know, well, you would, you know, because you kind of just said that you're not that great with heights, so you weren't yeah. expecting that. So I would put myself in that same category. So maybe there's something about this that's a little bit different. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. I think that's, so, at that's least. That's exciting. But yeah, so it's really, really cool. Um, in terms of low lights, I was, you know, when I'm traveling, I like to be more cautious than I usually am, especially around uh, what I eat. And by that, I mean, like, I love trying out new foods, you know, that like, I'm, pre- I'm a pretty adventurous eater. But mm-hmm. when I'm traveling, I make sure that like, I only drink bottled water. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm mm-hmm. very careful about where I eat, what I eat, etc, cetera, etc. Cetera. And you know, I'm going to these places that obviously have food that I'm not very familiar with, especially in Nepal. And so I was so, so, so careful with all the food that I was eating in Israel and what water I was drinking and in Nepal even double so and in Istanbul even more so, not even more so, but just as much. Um, and somehow in Istanbul, I ended up uh, getting pretty sick for my last day. Oh, damn, man. Um, I'm sorry to hear that. Without, without getting too graphic, uh, the toilet and I became very good friends. Damn. Um, that kind is of some sucked. graphicness. But the good news is, is that I held it together enough throughout the whole flight. I was really worried about how the flight was going to go uh, because the morning of the flight was not great. Oy. Um, but Oy. the flight back home was totally fine. And I was, you know, by the time I got back into New York, I was like absolutely exhausted and done. But I, uh, but I was fine. Um, I <laughs> just reminded me, I, in this, uh, I did a Euro trip like last year after finishing uh, school and... Uh, there's one airport in Germany where I just obliterated one of their bathrooms. And wow, tell me more. Um, I just I was like hoping I could make it cuz it wasn't such a long flight. I want to say we were flying from Stuttgart to Vienna. Mhm. Um that might not be true though. It, uh because of, you know, last year there was those attacks in uh Belgium, so we had to mm-hmm. change some flights and take a train in Germany, but um, to reach our flight, which was from somewhere in Germany to Vienna. I know the destination was definitely Vienna, but um, I just was like, it was a short flight. I was hoping I could just make it, and then once we landed, I could like go in the hotel or something. But it was yeah. just not happening. And um, luckily, I found a secluded bathroom and just in the like, airport. In the airport, and like I was. I was in there for At least it wasn't on the plane, man. Like, that is a nightmare scenario. Oh, my God, dude. I... I don't know what would have happened if I... If that... If nature had called, so to speak, on the airplane. <laughs> have, you've never been in that situation? I've I've peed on an airplane bathroom. And wow. I didn't even like doing that, to be honest with you. Really? I'm fine with that. Um, I don't know. I think it's just, like, that little space like i have a little issue with claustrophobia i think and like, yeah i know that um yeah i don't like it you can't even like move and i'm not even like a big dude um yeah so for me to say that like imagine like other people but uh 
Yeah, no, the, you know, peeing was fine. It wasn't my favorite, but I definitely was like, it was fine. Like, I could tell you, I could pee on an airplane, no problem. Unless we're, like, in the midst of, like, some cray turbulence. But uh, sure. if I had to do uh, some more some more business, uh, it would not yeah. be a fun time for me. I can I can say that Yeah. Uh, with well, I'm, I'm glad that you avoided that. Accuracy. Yeah, so am I. But um, I was just, like... The plane has to leave right now because if anyone like if they check the security cameras, like I am like banned from this building. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so good. Oh, that's so good. That's so unfortunate. But I'm glad that everything turned out uh, okay in the end. Thank you, thank you. Yeah, I gotta be honest. I wasn't expecting to even bring that up, but uh, <laughs> now, now I, I've admitted to what I what I've done. Uh. I'm trying to think of like since we're sort of on this topic, one thing that came to mind since you know we're we're talking about um, you're like oh shit, where's Ari going with this? Since we're talking about <laughs> I'm you know the, the point of this podcast, right now. Yeah, I know. Since we're talking about uh, sort of toilet stuff, and you know the point of this podcast is really talking about like childhood memories and stuff like that. Um, one interesting uh, moment comes to mind uh, for me, which is: Do you remember in elementary school there was like about this was in sixth grade. There was like a whole probably two-week period, I really hope you remember this, where a bunch of kids in our grade would go to the bathroom, grab a bunch of toilet paper, wet it, and then just lob it at the wall and make this like gigantic wall of just like wet toilet paper. Yeah, I actually do remember that, and I was actually worried you were going to bring up like some other story. <laughs> oh, shit. Which which, which I will story? talk about next, but if you can finish okay. this one off. Yeah. So do you remember this? I do. I do. I don't think it was just people in our grade. I feel like it was just like, like a, like it was middle school, right? So like, yeah, there were only three grades of like kids, but I feel like all the guys were in on it. Cause it's just like, yeah, let's uh, fuck up the bathroom because like we're brats basically. <laughs> but I don't get it. Cause we ended up fucking ourselves over. Like I went to the bathroom and I couldn't use it. And I'm like, great. Thanks guys. Dude. Um, guys are idiots. Like I, I think that. We didn't think it through. It was just kind of funny. And, like, there's... I have no defense for doing it. And I don't know what we were thinking. Were you involved in this? No. Dude, please. I was, like, a fucking goody two I didn't think that you would be. Like, like, because you're... I mean, like... Not not that we were, like, the most, like, forward-thinking, sort of, like, knew what we're doing kids. But I feel like you knew, like I, like I did, that, like, well, you're shooting yourself in the foot if you're going to do this. Yeah, like, you know, I'm, I'm sure there were plenty of, like, dumb fads that, like, I followed, but, like, there yeah. was no need to get involved with that. <laughs> Agreed. Agreed. Anyway, I'm glad you remember that. What's the story you wanted to talk about? Uh, okay, I mean, I, I shot myself in the foot, so to speak, by even, like, admitting that I was thinking something else. Um, basically, there was a time in elementary school where I let one rip in a very public way. <laughs> Yes, we're talking about this. This is so good. This is my favorite story to talk about with you. And finally, it's made it to the podcast. Uh, this is... Dude, I'm I, just am, gonna I am literally bright red right now, even talking about it. <laughs> Dude, this happened... This happened like 20 years ago. Go for it. I, I need you to, to, talk, to talk through this whole story. All right, all right, all right. Um, this is in the fourth grade. Little, little Sammy Rothman. Yep. Uh, Friday afternoon. Mm-hmm. Uh, towards, uh, you know, we were in, uh, 
Hebrew class. And uh, every Friday in at this time, we um, had a little talk towards the end of the day about the weekly Torah passage for that week. In Hebrew, it's called Parashat Shavua. And uh, I think the teacher would just like, you know, tell us a bit about the story or like each week one of the, some student had to like present a little thing about it. And then like, yep. I think you like just talked and like someone would, to make sure you're paying attention, they'd ask questions and like you get some like stupid candy if you got it right. Um, now, instead of sitting at our desks, we all like kind of were sitting on the floor in the back of the class. And, mm-hmm. and I don't know what I had been eating that day, but for some reason... I was a little bit gassy, and uh, you know when like one just like creeps up, and you're like, "Oh God, I gotta, I gotta really hold this one in." And uh, once in a while, you're not able to do it. <laughs> and uh, in those instances, you just pray that they're uh, silent ones, yeah, um, or at least barely audible ones, or that the room isn't completely silent when it happens. And that, that was not my day. None of this was the case. That, that None just of that my was day. the case for you. So it was dead silent and the room. And what I did was very loud. <laughs> yeah, what and you did was definitely not what we would call dead silent. Um, <laughs> and the fun and thing is, uh, and I'm sure this is the case for you, Sam, is that... Every time you tell the story, I'm there. I'm in the room. I'm back there. I'm little Ari Zilnick sitting not right beside, thank God, but close to uh, little Sammy J uh, as, uh, as he just proceeds to, uh, to, to rip one. <laughs> and, uh... and boy, was it ripped. And, and here's the thing about me that I think, I think is still Sorry. pretty much true to this day. Mm-hmm. When I'm really embarrassed, I just cannot control how red my face gets. Oh, yeah. Oh, um, yeah. And so in case there was any doubt about who the culprit was, there was no doubt. The look of No, there was horror, no doubt. You know how I know that there was no doubt, Sam? Every me. single person in that room turned towards you. Turned to look at who dared create this mess. <laughs> and the only person that it could have been was you, and it was you, and also you turned bright red. So it's sort of a, a negative feedback loop, or maybe a positive wait, feedback wait, loop. Wait, let me ask you, why you Why was I the only person that could have done it? What do you mean by that? I mean, it came out of your butt. <laughs> <laughs> but like, I, I think it's fair to say, like, I wasn't, like known as like the smelly kid like oh no like... i'm not talking about that at, at all but what i'm talking about is the fact that a sound came out of your butt and uh and everybody knew that it came out of your butt and everybody turned to look at you because a sound and smell had come out of your butt dude i am <laughs> <laughs> that was the worst I can't even really describe what it was like being me in that situation. No, that's really embarrassing. I recognize that. Like, really? It's fucking hilarious. That's got to be the most embarrassing thing that's ever happened to me. Is that true? I was going to ask you that. You know what? Like, I'll think throughout the rest of this recording, but... Oh, please. Jeez, I don't don't think anything else has happened to me that's anywhere near that bad. Um, That's really funny. 
And I just, luckily it was like literally like maybe a half hour before the end of the day. And like, it was a Friday. On a Friday. I, just, dude, I remember being in the car ride home after school. Just like, oh God, I hope people forget about this by Monday. <laughs> <laughs> and here we are over 20 years later, still talking about it. So you and I obviously remember pretty well, but I don't know if we've ever like sort of asked anybody else if they remember it. Do you know if anybody else remembers it? I don't know, but, uh. I imagine we just jogged a few people's memories. I hope and I'm so. In, I'm instantly regretting this. <laughs> well, I, I respect the art and I respect the craft and I respect that you're willing to uh, share so much uh, on the pod. Yeah, man. That's I great. just, I, I like picture it now. Oh, God. I think I just like left the room afterwards to like go get a drink of water from the water fountain because I that didn't makes know what sense. else to do. I just didn't know. What I'm else just to picturing do. you, and I know this was obviously isn't the case. I'm just picturing like uh, sort of a fourth grade you. Somehow you're like wearing a suit and a necktie, and you like go to the bathroom, and you just like sort of loosen your tie, and you're like, "Damn it! What a fucking idiot! Fuck!" <laughs> Like, do you know? Do you know the image that I'm portraying? Like, Dude, damn of course. it! Yeah, but the, um, the even reality though, like, you were, was like the reality is that you're probably wearing like a Toronto Maple Leafs like this is how we skate T-shirt um, with like and like tearaways <laughs> and tearaways. Yeah, that's right. That's very dude. Cool. Actually, no joke. I had I was really into tearaways. I remember I had just like a basic like the standard like you know black and white the, those Adidas ones oh, that everyone had. I, I, they, dude, I, straight up, I would still wear those today. Those are awesome. Dude, I rock those. But I had a yeah. second pair that were like Toronto Maple Leafs. They're like black, white, and blue. Nice. Uh, they probably said something on it, kind of like what you just mentioned for the t-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> but those ones those ones were like my favorite pants back in the day. I have a, yeah. I have a great story about tearaways, actually, if you don't mind. Oh, no. Um, Is it involving me? No, it's not. It's involving me. Okay, um, good. Yeah. And basically what happened was we used to go on field trips to this place called the Courtright Center. I'm sure, Sam, you fami- you're familiar with the Courtright Center. Dude, it, if we did anything, it was go to the Courtright Center. <laughs> it's true. And basically the Courtright Center, correct me if I'm wrong, Sam, uh, it actually wasn't that far away from where we grew up, but it was a cool uh, – it's not really like a park or a forest. It's almost like a nature preserve. It's pretty small, but it's a really pretty area with lots of lots of trees. They had a lot of like educational programs around like that that were nature oriented. Do, yeah. do you remember it differently? Yeah, no, I remember that. I remember like they had like some like kind of exotic bird, like not exotic as in they should be in like the tropics, but like rarer birds that do exist in this mm-hmm. like uh, type of ecology. I remember right. seeing like woodpeckers, and they had like a lot of like beehives and shit. Oh yeah, I remember the woodpeckers. Those woodpeckers are really cool. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like weird science fact that I remember is like the tongue of the woodpecker is like incredibly long. It like wraps up in its like skull, like just the way their head is formed. Do you remember learning uh-huh. that? No, but that that sounds good. So they peck into I'm assuming it's so they peck into the tree and then they collect insects that are inside the tree. That is my understanding. Cool. Okay. Science facts. Um, science facts. Anyway, so, the I don't really remember the point of this particular trip to the Courtright Center, but I do remember that we were looking at um, how frogs develop, and we were looking at tadpoles and how tadpoles de- develop into frogs. Totally irrelevant part of the story. Um, but I remember on our way back to the buses, we had to climb up a hill, and I was wearing tearaways that day, and 
me being the clumsy kid that I was, I was climbing up this hill and ended up losing balance and, and falling down. And I fell onto the side of my body where the tearaways were. And the button from the tearaway that I was wearing actually like cut into my leg. If you can picture like this metal stud cut into my leg. And I just was like bleeding profusely from my leg. And from that sort of, from that point on, I decided that I was actually like a little bit scared to wear tearaways. And so I stopped wearing tearaways then. That was actually probably the last time that I wore tearaways because I was just like bleeding. And it wasn't a big deal. I wasn't like, it wasn't super painful or anything, but I'm like, fuck, like, why am I wearing these stupid pants that are like cutting me up? The real question should have been, why am I being an idiot that keeps like being clumsy and falling and shit like that? But yeah, I cut myself on a pair of tearaway pants. Damn, man. That's just bad luck. Yeah, it is bad luck. Um, but, you know, I never really got, for, for you know, for what tearaways were, I never got pants that nothing, anything, nothing all that crazy ever happened uh, rocking tearaways. Did anything like that happen to you? I'm actually, you're doing a good job. I'm not sure if you're trying to set me up for the time that that did happen to me or if you actually forget. I actually forget. Okay, well... Um, I'll, I'll set the scene. We went to a, uh, private Jewish school where the guys and the girls had separate gym classes, but they still occurred oh, at the same I do, time. I do remember this. Sorry. Sorry. Keep going. It's all right. And, uh, it was either like grade six or seven. There was one day when like the gym teacher didn't show, just didn't really show up. And we, uh, we lowered the basketball nets and we were just dunking like crazy. Yeah. That and, was a great um, day actually. And... I just remember, like, we were playing, like, three-on-three, three, like, little, like, games or whatever, and I went in, and I dunked, and it was just, like, hanging around from the net, and <laughs> all Itai, proud and smug. A, fr- a friend of ours, yeah, I was, like, all smug that I just, like, dunked, because, you yeah. know, I was, like, a short little Jewish girl. Actually, I was pretty tall at that time, and then right. it was only years later that I stopped growing, and everyone else kept on growing, but mm-hmm. um, I was dunking, and a friend of ours, Itai came up behind me ripped off my tearaways uh and what i failed to mention is that the girls were having their gym class simultaneously like in the next door gym and there was like this little retractable like wall separating the gyms with like a little door so itai opens up the door and throws my tearaways into the girls gym and i am stunned (laughs) i am just like mortified (laughs) And, um, because and then the realization sets that you're like shit. Now I gotta get my tearaways. Yeah, and uh, you knew that no one would help me out. Of course not. Like, like no one. No one. Everyone thought this was hilarious and just wanted to see me go get them, and so that's what I did. And <laughs> it was just extra funny because while we were like. Running around like idiots. Their this is my favorite sh- part of the story. This is my favorite part of the story. Their teacher did show up, and, like, they were just, like, having this, like, very... Like, it was dead silent in there. They were all, like... They weren't <laughs> even anywhere near where he'd throw them. They were, like, towards the center of the gym. Uh, like, all, like, in a circle, um, like, sitting cross-legged, just, like, talking very calmly. Like, I, I didn't really know what it was, but... I just, like, tried to, like, scurry in, grab it, and scurry out... And, of course, they, like, it's not like I did it uh, stealthily. Because I'm sure they already, like, were looking in that direction after Itai opened the door. And, like, you know, you notice a pair of pants being thrown. At you. <laughs> <laughs> it's not really something, you, you know, you're like, oh, yeah. I fe- the way that you portrayed it, it sounds like they almost didn't, like, give a shit. 
They, they, I really actually don't think they did, but yeah, you know, I, I was giving a shit because I was, but I just, I just love this. I love this image of us all being idiots and like dunking and being like, yo, totally fucking nailed that sick dunk. And just like going into the next door and for like the same gym class and them just like sitting in a circle, having like an adult conversation. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's actually very telling of our school. I, I would agree with you. Um, yeah. But yeah, I remember walk, uh, I, I wasn't, wasn't walking. I definitely was like running in and out. But uh, I was wearing Superman boxers that day. I remember that. So you you were in some interesting weddings recently. You, you had one in Nepal, you said, one in Israel. Yeah. Yep. Um, and the one in Israel was a Sephardic wedding, was it not? You had some of the like uh, henna stuff and like... Yeah. Is that true? Yeah, so yeah, yeah, I, I, don't yeah, know. I thought maybe you could uh, give me some uh, interesting things from that event. Sure. Uh, so, yeah, so the, there's this interesting custom in certain uh, circles of, I guess, like Jewish tradition. Um, one of these circles, I don't really know what to call them. They're not really sects, but I'm just going to call them circles. It's called uh, Mizrahi. What does Mizrahi mean, Sam? It, well, Mizrahi is east. So um, eastern is what it means. Yeah. Um, and basically, uh, one of the things that they do beyond just having like the wedding celebrations, they actually have a separate celebration called a henna. I believe in the native language is called a china. Um, and basically, it's kind of similar to the Hindu mendi, but um, unlike the Hindu mendi that they do intricate patterns on the bride's arms. Uh, in this case, they basically just take a blob of this henna, which is, I think, like a some sort of naturally derived product um, that is a form of dye slash stain. They just take a blob of it and put it on your hand. And it basically feels like you're just holding diarrhea in your hand for a while. And it gives you, like, this stain in, in your palm. They bind your hand up with silk so that you're able to dance around uh, with this thing That's in your key. hand. That's key. That is key. But basically, yeah, you just have this stained blob of turd on your hand for like about a week straight um but it was a it was a really cool event um just to see that i'd never seen that before the music was absolutely amazing the food was absolutely delicious but honestly it was just like another fucking party like i i got drunk there just like i got drunk at the wedding and i'm like why don't you just combine these into one thing not that i'm complaining i'm fine with like having multiple parties it just felt like it was inefficient use of time it's pretty cool yeah it is Um, pretty cool I was going to say, that, you know, you mentioned how it, this henna in uh, this type of wedding is similar to uh, one that they do with uh, an Indian tradition. Um, yep. I was actually at one of those weddings recently. And, um, Me too. I, I thought that the henna was like a girl thing, but they they admit all the guys were doing it too. So I happily participated as well. So that's true because I, I, I had known it to be a woman's thing as well. And I believe it still is. Although the groom of the wedding that I was at, this is the wedding in Nepal, which was a Hindu wedding. He also got Mendy. I will say that hers was a lot more intricate. It took about six hours to do hers. Yeah. His, I don't think it took that long. But hers yeah, was like so some of the most beautiful line art that I've ever seen. In a Jewish wedding? Maybe in the Jewish tradition, it's only the women that do it. No, but in um, the Jewish tradition for he- henna, it actually is both. It is? Okay, that's that's what I was unsure of. But... uh yeah, the, the this uh, Indian wedding that I was at, the kind of similar to what you just described, like the the bride had a lot, like really intricately done, 
Um, and the groom just had like a little something something. And uh, I got a little something something on my hand. It was pretty cool. There you go. That's awesome. Um, I'm happy to tell you about the rest of the weddings. Although, honestly, I, I feel like what might be better is Michelle, who's the bride, this morning sent me a series of photos like to my email. Okay. Sam, I want to send you one of these photos because I think it might be one of the best photos I've ever seen. And I want you to describe it uh, on the podcast, if you don't mind. All right. And I'm assuming this will be featured as a link on the web- on, the, on our uh, SoundCloud of it later. Yeah, why not? Yeah. All right. Let's see what we got here. Okay. This is not what I was expecting at all. I know. Um, so... In the foreground of this picture, we see a man dancing with a woman. He seem, his eyes closed. He seems very... Uh, it's an emotionally charged. He seems like he's really enjoying the moment. It's a very heartfelt moment. And the girl yeah. that he is dancing with is not in typical wedding attire. She is wearing a pink, what looks like bunny rabbit costume. Um, a full bunny rabbit suit. I now, how do you know, know that, that it's a girl? It's a girl because, well, you know, technically it might not be a girl. Uh, I see long hair coming out the back of, like, the helmet part, the bunny head helmet. And it, it looks like it's, mm-hmm. uh, to me, it looks like girl's hair. Um, yeah. No, I think it is a girl. Now, to the and right And they're basically, them, they're, they look like they're, like, sort of mid-grind in a way. Y- yeah, but he looks... I don't know. He doesn't look. He's. He looks more like he's like having a heartfelt dance. Like it looks like yeah, this maybe is a significant other. Yeah. Like if they are grinding, it's not like randos getting together at the wedding. Like they're, yeah, they're yeah, a couple. Yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> uh, so behind them, sort of to the right, I see someone who looks like they're probably wearing like a Scooby Doo dog outfit. Uh, yeah, no, I think you're no, right. No helmet though. Uh, yeah. And it looks like it's a he. He's just talking to some people. They they look like they're interested. Uh, now, if we move over to the left, I see in the very front here what looks like a Care Bear outfit. Correct. Um, like a purple sort of animal, and it looks like there's like a rainbow in the center. It does not? It kind of reminds me of a Care Bear. Yeah, it is a Care Bear outfit. Okay. Now, mind and, you, just so just so everybody remembers, this is a photo from a wedding. So, like, there are people also dressed up in this photo. Yeah, it is. It is quite the strange scene. Now. Just between the Care Bear and the, the couple dancing, there is one Ari Zilnick getting down on the dance floor. <laughs> uh, he's wearing formal attire, but let me tell you, the suit jacket is off. And there's nothing formal about this guy's expression. Or no, he is just demeanor. getting down, getting jiggy with it. Um, rocking a nice bow tie, hands in the air finger in the air like he just don't care Mm -hmm. and just behind him we got someone who looks like they're wearing a sandy lion sticker lion costume oh that's very specific very canadian is sandy lion not featured outside of canada i didn't oh my god the next photo you sent me here you guys are doing the cotton eye joe oh i love that you know what i'm doing dude is there any question here now I see one David Gaffney in the background of this picture. Mm-hmm. I didn't think I would have recognized anyone in these photos other than you and the bride and groom. 
You actually know two other people in this photo. So I also think I see Esther. That's right. And Ariel. Yeah. And, and directly behind you is Michelle. Yeah, that's right. Damn. Nice. And dude, this girl to the left of you is like, look at me. I'm the captain now. Yeah. Oh, that's true. <laughs> I wanted to talk about some food items. Sure. So always so a good conversation. There's there's something that's been in the news recently. Mm-hmm. Um, is it is it the naked chicken chalupa from Taco Bell? Uh no. Is that the, like the, okay. I think I actually read about that actually today. Um, but I was gonna just refer to something that happened in Canada that's already happened in the U.S. McDonald's breakfast past breakfast hours. I didn't know that that didn't exist outside of the states. I didn't know that either till everyone started posting it, and I was like, Psh, "I've already been introduced to this." So it shows you how um, much I even go to McDonald's now that I don't live in New York. So I'm really happy to hear that, and I don't know if you know this about me, Sam. But did you know that every time I go to Toronto, I go for breakfast with my mom to McDonald's? I did not know that. This is a tradition that we started probably about a year ago. I don't actually know how it started. It was my mom's idea. Surprising, right? I'm surprised. Um, But yeah, every time I go to Toronto, uh, there's for one of the mornings, my mom and I go for breakfast to McDonald's and we're always in a rush. And I guess now I know why, and that's because there's no all-day breakfast at McDonald's in Toronto. Mm-hmm. But now mm-hmm. I guess there is. So that's really good, because that way I don't need to wake up super early and still eat that delicious uh, salty, salty hash brown and uh, and the puck of meat that uh, that they call, you know, meat puck. <laughs> what? I don't know what they call it. What the fuck do they put in a McGriddle? Whatever that shit is that they put in a McGriddle sausage oh i see what you're saying meat puck yes i i I didn't i thought i just think i didn't hear what you were actually saying meat puck sorry um yeah but i will say this mcdonald's coffee good underrated very underrated yeah my mom loves it i love it too actually yeah so that's a thing now here in in galoot from the united states that's very good to know, and definitely I will be uh, taking advantage of that once I come. Yeah, back tell to your Toronto. mom, man. Let her let her yeah. know. Um, so <laughs> you went on your trip, and mm-hmm. I was trying to think. You know, I was prepping for when we we're going to do our next cast. What are some memorable trips that we have gone on together? Um, good question. There have been a couple. Probably the most memorable one that we went to, and I really hope. Uh, this is what you're thinking of, was when we went to Kingston to visit our friend Jeff. We did that a couple of times, but the one that comes to mind was uh, for the last homecoming of uh, Queens University in Kingston. Before they shut it down, because like before the they kids shut it too down. fucking cray. So yeah, I do so remember King- that. I do remember in that. Kingston trip. basically there was a there was this university called I mean there still is called Queens University very reputable school a big uh, rival school eh. to to where we we went um you say eh yeah i was like eh they're not so good because of the rivalry uh, the supposed rivalry that you just mentioned yeah just getting in some but we would chill we we had our boy jeff and uh and by the way we can talk about jeff for a long time we we uh we were at some point toying with the idea of having a jeff episode um just all about jeff because uh, we have so many stories, but um, 
the uh, the Queen's kids used to get pretty rowdy during their uh, homecoming. It was sort of this legendary, like it made the news and stuff. Like but it was a very legendary sort of just all out city party because of how many students there were in Kingston. Uh, cop cars got flipped over. Uh, people got super drunk. People were drinking on the streets. It was crazy, you know. And like, yeah, we were we weren't we weren't rowdy boys, but we know that there were like a lot of rowdy boys that were out there. So, for the, it was rumored that this was going to be the last homecoming ever, and sure enough, it was. But we we got to hang out uh, then. So that was one trip that really sticks out. Um, any fun stories from that trip that you remember? Um, we stayed at Jeff's place, and I just remember the shower slash bathtub was oh the most disgusting thing I've ever seen. But do you remember what our sort of uh, tagline was from that trip? Oh, man. I Refresh my memory. It's Kingston. That was just kind of like our, like, well, of course it's the shitty. It's Kingston. Uh, even though uh, yeah, Kingston's yeah, yeah. a beautiful city, but, like, yeah, I mean, that shower fucking sucked. Uh, that shower was really gross. Was it this trip that we also got really drunk and went to a karaoke bar? That yeah. might have been another time that I went to. Oh, no, bar. maybe that was uh, the summertime. Okay, that might have been that time. You know that that's the only time that I've ever karaoke'd, ever. Oh, really? Yeah, I don't, I don't do that shit. I don't really do that either until it's happening, and I'm like, I don't do this, but I'm too drunk to not accept the microphone. <laughs> um... That actually, one time uh, with Igor, another friend of ours, mm-hmm. who's my roommate uh, for a while in med school, we uh, we karaokeed the thong song together. That thong, the thong, thong, thong. I'm cutting yeah. up on the podcast. I'm not singing that shit. Um, please don't. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, that, that was a great time. I actually haven't really karaokeed that many times either, but uh, the, those are some times that stick out for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, that song has a great music video, by the way. Yeah, so there was <laughs> there, there's this moment about a year ago where Sam and I decided to watch the Thong Song video uh, on YouTube when we were hanging out together. And turns out Sam A is very good at remembering what happens in the Thong Song video. Like I remember the the, <laughs> the beat, the basic beats. Like it's Cisco. He's on a beach. He at some point does I think like a handstand or some sort of flip. Um, and there's lots of uh, scantily clad women. But Sam is able to both tell me exactly what's going to happen next in the music video and also call out the fact that there are a bunch of really famous rappers in the video that I had no idea were in it. Uh, Sam, who's in that video? Oh, man, how much time you got, man? <laughs> uh, should we just, like, overlay this part of the podcast with the thong song in the background? Uh, I kind of like the sound of that. Uh do you know how to... Well, I was going to say, do you yeah, know I'll how do to it. do that? I'll do it. Okay. Okay. Um, but who we got? You know what? I'm, I'm pulling it up right now. No, no, no. Don't pull it up because you know this. I feel like... Yeah, because I kind of forget now, but I feel like Puff Daddy's in it. Mm-hmm. Does that sound right? That sounds right. I feel like Ja Rule. Uh-huh. Um, Feet Ashanti or no? Oh, <laughs> Is he ever without his main girl? I'm not sure. That's why I'm asking. I'm actually not sure if she's... I kind of forget if she's in this now. She could have just been, like, one of the girls that he, like, goes over. 
You know, you know the part of the video that I'm talking about. <laughs> I know exactly which part of the video you're talking about. You're talking about the part of the video where there's just a bunch of women for some reason in a row, and he's just kind of like doing flips around. Yeah. <laughs> what a crazy video. Uh, I think we got LL Cool J in there as well. Mm-hmm. I want to say one of Meth Man or Red Man, potentially both. Mm-hmm. <sighs> this is like an all-star cast. They do, and like I feel like they're not credited on it. Well, I probably because they don't sing on it, but they're just like, I picture him being like, "Yo, guys, like, you will not believe the women I'm getting in this music video. You guys just want to like come post up," and they're like, "Yes." You think that's what it was? Um, I mean, yeah. I feel like the, a lot of these guys, like you know, there's those like East Coast, West Coast, like fights but like i feel like nowadays a lot of them are just friends and they're just like yeah like why wouldn't i want to be a part of that oh that's true oh look i just pulled it up by the way so so you're good um you, we got uh drew hill method man red man jaw rule oh, ll cool killing, killing it yeah you just crushed it you you got like most of them i don't think he, puff daddy was in it though uh yeah that's fair so yeah uh, great video, great video. How do we get on that topic? Because it's one of the songs that I've karaoke'd. Oh, right, right, right. And you know all the lyrics to it. Uh, surprisingly, there's like a lot more lyrics than just that. Dun, 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 dun. Ooh, that girl's so scandalous. <laughs> <laughs> Looking uh, yeah, that, devilish. Um, like, if we're talking like a fun playlist to have like a house party... Mm-hmm. This is this is gonna be on it if uh, if I have anything to say about it. Oh, that's a very good call. Um, that actually brings me to a thought. We had a couple of really good house parties when we were in high school, um, and somebody who was notorious uh, for throwing some of the craziest house parties that we had uh, was our friend David. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh man. Okay. And I'm wondering if maybe you could just share a story or two from one of his house parties. Well, the story of stories from his house parties was actually not even one of his parties. Um, It was when his sister threw a party and shit kind of got a little bit out of hand. Oh. Um, I think his, like, parents were away or something and... um, his house was one of the first houses constructed in this like new development. So there were like mm-hmm. some houses that were semi-constructed like nearby, and there was one very close to his house that was just a pit. Um, right. And yeah, like we had all been chilling at his house the night before, just like having like a casual like chill. And um, the next night, some some people were still there. I actually am like heard all this secondhand i I wasn't even there yeah i I left early this night too um basically there were a ton of people that showed up like friends of friends and you know you know like word of a party can just get out of hand very quickly and there were which is very movie-esque like oh man, that's actually true really like it, it was something straight out of a movie and basically there were a lot of people he didn't know and they were kind of fucking up his house a little bit and he was, like, a little unsure of how best to deal with it. So he called, like, a few of our buddies to try and, like, get people to f- fuck out. Because, like, 
In the process, I think a bunch of like clothing was stolen from his house. His like big, nice coffee table was like pretty damaged. And um, he just kind of like didn't really know how best to uh, to do it. And right. uh, it turned out that there were like kind of, I don't know, like some kind of people with some gang affiliations were there. Um, and like members of different ones who like really didn't like each other. And like there was like a fight that sort of broke out. And then some of our friends who like were orchestrating the people to leave sort of got caught up in it. Like people were turning violent towards them and like people started fighting sort of adjacent to that big pit that was uh, near his house. And uh, I mean, people got injured. There were like bottles being thrown and like one dude had a knife and uh, a few of our friends ended up having to get stitches and um, like actually were cut pretty badly. Yeah, it's true. And this is in like suburbia. This is in like suburbia, in like with a lot of kids who like would never have been involved with that kind of thing. Like that's true. Was. I was really surprised when this when this story came out. That yeah, I, I, I was pretty there. shocked also, and it seemed yeah. kind of like things escalated like pretty quickly out of nowhere. And, it's weird because uh, I don't know. I don't remember when you left, but when I left, like it it was it was getting weird, but I didn't think that it would like lead to that. Yeah, like it's not the type of thing that you would have ever expected to happen there. On a lighter note, I remember another party where I got uh, very drunk, ended up uh, drinking gin out of the bottle on the floor while cuddling up with uh, his dog. <laughs> Dude, so I do not a, remember that at all. <laughs> so that's another that's another party that he had. You know, so, so some nights, you know, I'd get drunk and cuddle on the floor. Some nights uh, people got cut up from uh, gang fights. Yeah, I mean, you never know. He always he always makes it up. His own. <laughs> uh, how are we gonna wrap up this pod? Do you want to do a song like we usually do? Um, should we pull up the thong song lyrics? Yeah, she had dumps, dumps like, like a truck, 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 truck. thighs like what, 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 what? baby movie butt, butt, butt. I think I, I seen it, it again. She had dumps, dumps like a truck, 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 thighs like what, 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 what? all night long. Let me see that thong.